So, um, good to see you all. And uh, again, I'm Ailsa Kepi. You can find out more about me on my website, pleasureforhealth.com. And I also run um, retreats and um, in-person classes at my center, arceltichearth.com in Nova Scotia, Canada. So if you're uh, interested in looking that up, you can check that out as well. So today uh, I'm hoping that you'll join me and that you'll take some time. You will probably want a notebook today for um, our kind of, it's kind of going to be a little bit of a thought class and if you're watching this video later you might want to pause and make some notes as you go. So uh, I'm taking this tale of Inanna, the descent of Inanna today because it does talk about descent. It talks about taking off the trappings of our normal life. It talks about listening to our inner intuitive sense. It talks about the complexity of relationships and how they, um, you know, can uh, give us both a, a way of understanding our life and how things just don't seem fair all the time. So this myth is, is actually really rich in all sorts of symbolic um, meanings for us, especially those of us, I know you'll resonate from our group, women healing from emotional abuse. So um, Inanna was the queen of heaven and earth, and it's the oldest known story to have been recorded in writing, which is quite cool. Um, I guess it was written in cuneiform symbols on clay tablets and preserved from the ancient Sumerian time. Um, so they were found in Iraq and, and that was over 4,000 years ago. So um, I think we can still learn something from this myth and you know you could take it in the context of ancient times. But we are in such interesting times. I think it, it sort of comes around. So welcome. You might want to grab a pen and paper there might be some little things you want to jot down for yourself as we start. I'm going to kind of read parts of the poem out to you, and then we're going to look at little ways of using this story to do some of your own self-work, which is something that I highly recommend you, you know, at, when you're ready and you've gotten to a place of safety, um, uh, I mean, not complete safety, because where is complete safety these days, but enough safety to begin to look at yourself and where you are at with relationships, eat with yourself, with others, with the world. Um, you know, when you're ready to look at look inward, this is a great story to start with. So it's uh, I love using myth uh, mythological stories and tools in my work with clients and. Um, and women in my programs for you know abuse and trauma because so much of it is archetypal and does have these larger storylines coming through um, because we we live in a society that has been shaped by these myths so I'm gonna read a little bit and then we're gonna talk about it so um, this is the beginning I am Inanna queen of heaven and earth a wife mother and friend healer poet and holy priestess. I am a fearless warrior in the heart of battle. I write and sing ecstatic songs, songs of my desire for Dumuzi, my husband, my honey man who sweetens me always, and tender songs of devotion for my sons. 
So a question you might want to ask at the beginning of today's journey is, who am I? Who are you? This is a question that many um, spiritual leaders and, um, you know, inner consciousness types of things, you know, they'll ask you this question, who am I? Who am I? This is something to ask of ourselves. And the reason I feel it's so important for us as women that have had abuse, um, especially emotional abuse, is that we haven't we haven't had the opportunity to ask ourselves who we are. We're so concerned with keeping the peace, being safe, staying alive, um, you know, making our partner or our friend or our mother, or whoever, you know, uh, is more controlling, the more powerful partner, making them feel good. So we've kind of lost a sense of who we are. And this is where I start really with all my programs is let's ask the question. And, you know, you don't have to have all the answers but it's a good starting place. So who are you? So you might want to write at the top of your page, who am I? And just write down, you know, whatever comes to you, mother, lover, um, you know, a kind hearted person, um, you know, woman, um, whatever, whatever words you want to come up with. And you might come to something more like I'm a star, I'm a light being, I'm a, you know, um, unlimited potential, there might be other words, you know, um, you might want to write down some shadow stuff that comes up, I'm, you know, junk, I'm not worth it, I'm whatever, you know, you want to actually give a voice to all of these thoughts in your head. So take a piece like a blank piece of paper, and just start riffing on that. Who are you? So if you, um, if you're watching this later, you can pause, otherwise, you might just want to make a note of these things, and you can come back to it. And if you want to add anything in the comments, happy to, um, you know, read some out here as well. From the great above, she opened her ear to the great below. From the great above, the queen opened her ear to the great below. From the great above, Inanna opened her ear to the great below. And to me, this actually kind of is a call. You know, in my own personal experience, um, after being married for 18 years to an emotionally abusive person, and, you know, the call started off as a whisper, you know, a faint whisper back here, the call to wake up to what, what, you know, what I really wanted and what was happening for me. And it got louder and louder and louder until it was a call. It was like, I can't not, not listen to this. There's a, a calling for me to wake up, for me to find out who I am, and for me to move, to make a decision on what is good for me as well. And not just to make the peace or go along with or tolerate or all the things that we do. So what is the call that you're hearing or you heard? Um, and there can be many, it doesn't have to be just one call in your life. These can be, these myths are meant to be kind of replayed over and over as we go through life. So the call for me is something that your intuitive sense starts to bring up and you start to know that you need to change something, that you need to do something different. So um, take a moment to write or draw a little bit about what your call is right now as we go into, at least in the Northern Hemisphere here, the darkest time of year, there's, there's a call to go inwards. There's a call at the moment in the world to listen to that feminine inner dark darkness that holding um 
you know, what, what do we need to go in and find? And this is kind of the, the opposite of the hero's journey, which is, you know, go out and slay dragons and whatever. Now we're going inwards and we're looking at what we're going to find there, which is kind of what this myth is about. And what we as, you know, having grown up in such a patriarchal society might find helpful to, to go inwards now. So, you know, have a little sketch or, or write down a few words about, you know, what is that call that's been starting to kind of, I can hear the whisper, um, you know, what is, what is calling to you? My lady abandoned heaven and earth to descend to the underworld. Inanna abandoned heaven and earth to descend to the underworld. She abandoned her temples to descend to the underworld. So again, this is just my, my kind of interpretation or, you know, many people have interpreted this poem, obviously, and there's plenty of ways to do that. But to me, that kind of sounds like, you know, let go of your everyday, um, you know, busyness. Perhaps it's your house, perhaps your job, perhaps it's your your comfort, your Netflix shows, perhaps, you know, what is, what are those comfort things that are keeping you busy and you're not listening to that call that we talked about? Um, because, you know, I, I know for myself, it's easy to just kind of roll over and not listen to my intuitive sense because, oh, there's parent teacher night. Oh, it's Halloween. I'm going to make stuff for my kids and then I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And we don't listen to our inner voice because we keep ourselves busy and we don't want to listen. So, um, you know, we're going to be kind of looking at that as well. So what do you feel is calling to you and what are your temples? What are your things that you use to numb out, to just get through the day? What are your things? And, you know, that you might have to give up to go inwards. You know, I, I know a couple of clients, you know, friends as well, actually turned into friends, women that were having a lot of difficulty, you know, leaving an abusive relationship because they had the nice house, they had money, they could stay home with the kids, you know, but you got to ask yourself, is that worth it? And I don't, I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. These are just questions that we must ask our inner self. We must be truthful if we want to be whole and in an integrity so the inner temples are sometimes thought to be um like thought patterns that we have our points of view um, past stories you know are we staying just because well you know for me there was a lot about i would fail if i left my marriage it was a failure and i couldn't fail it wasn't okay to be a failure you know things like that that keep us in the here and now and, and keep us from going inward. Um, so, you know, when we accept this call of the underworld, things are going to happen. Things are going to, the shit's going to hit the fan, you know, things are going to happen. So, you know, sometimes we don't want to do that quite yet. Sometimes you need time. And again, this nobody knows the right timing for this journey but you. So, you know, when you get to that, and we'll see in the story that a lot of times, um, you know, being able to ask for help and have a guide and, you know, um, aids and sidekicks are really helpful. 
Uh, the same as in A Hero's Journey, right? So this is like the same type of thing. Inanna was a queen. With the royal me in her possession, she prepared herself. She placed the shugura, crown of the steppe, on her head. She arranged her dark locks of hair across her forehead. She tied the small lapis beads around her neck, let the double strand of beads fall to her breast, and wrapped the royal robe around her body. She daubed her eyes with an ointment, slipped the gold ring over her wrist, and took the lapis measuring rod and line in her hand. So she took all of her roles and attributes and put them on in order to go to the underworld. And sometimes we do this, we're like, you know, garnering our, um, you know, what we know to take with us. And, you know, what, what allows you to maintain your role or your self-identity in life? You might have a list of things that helps you do that. Um, you know, we might not have a crown. I don't wear a crown all day, but I do have things that help me, you know, get through the day. And, you know, what are those things and what do they do for me? Beloved Inanna, Arishkigal sent you a message. You can send her one. I'm afraid she is a queen of a realm that will exact from you everything you have if you go, Inanna. Please, it is dangerous to go to Arishkigal's underworld. Inanna, the guards will take your fine garments. They will exact a price from you. They may take your life. And I think this speaks to that willingness when we enter into ourselves, when we really look for self-awareness, we have to go ready to sacrifice or be open to what we find. You know, it's, it, it could be anything. We'll probably find our, our gold and we'll find our shadow for no doubt. We're going to find both things. And sometimes we don't want to admit that, you know, we're not perfect. We don't want, that's what's one of those things that keeps us, you know, in our temples above ground. We don't want to look at the stuff that isn't there and accept it. And this isn't about, you know, getting rid of parts of ourselves that aren't so great. It's about learning how to integrate it. So these are, you know, some of the questions we want to ask. And when you're ready to do your work, it takes, it's the most courageous step that we could ever do. And I always celebrate, um, you know, a woman that steps into programs with me or something because I'm like, you know, that little step, what looks like a little step is the biggest thing that you can do for yourself is invest in yourself, you know, support yourself and put yourself in that situation saying, I'm going to look and see and open my eyes and see what's really here. So, you know, going to the underworld, you know, she's going to go and she's actually got a servant that says, you know, I'm worried about you. I don't want you to go, you know, and, and kind of, it's similar to, um, friends that we have here. Oh, you know, you don't want to do that. Like, you know, let's just go for a girl's night. You'll feel better, right? Here's a bath bomb. Like that'll make you feel better. And you know, for 10 minutes it does. And if, you know, you've got too many friends that keep you rooted in the here and now, you're not going to do this work. But a, a real friend, you know, Inanna says, no, here's what I need. Here's the help I need. If I don't return in three days, come and find me. And so, or send someone to come and get me. So this is a real friend, one that will stand by you while you do your work, while you go into the underworld and you, you know, 
find out who you are and what you're really standing for. And that's a real friend. And they're, you know, they're precious. They're precious and, and few and far between. Ninshabar, that's, that's our servant. I am going to go, but I can see how worried you are. And so I concede this one thing. If I do not return in three days, send someone after me. So we might want to reflect on, you know, the people that we have in our lives and what they're telling us. Are those people supportive of our real integrity and our real authentic journey? Or are they trying to keep us from doing that? Because many times our friends and family and, you know, support network doesn't want us to do our work because that would make it obvious that they need to do their work, right? So it's going to bring up skeletons in the closet. And this might be why, you know, a lot of people say, I wish my mom could support me. I wish my sister could support this. And they can't, right? They're not always able to. And so we need to find those those people in our lives that are really able to support this. And if we don't have them, then, you know, for goodness sake, you know, get a coach, <laughs> come work with me, you know, um, that can help you, that can be there because we need that. We need that, you know, um, loving pre witness presence, right? So if you don't have that in anyone in your life, and many of us, you know, in abu abusive relationships don't have this type of support, you know, we've been alienated, isolated, so you need to find in both inside yourself and outside, you know, some support and someone that can come find you, right? If you're doing this work that can help you. So she goes and she's at the gates of the underworld and Nettie, the chief gatekeeper asked, who are you? Why has your heart led you on the road from which no traveler returns? Nettie heeded the words of his queen. He bolted the seven gates of the underworld and he opened the outer gate and he said to the maid, come Inanna, enter. And Inanna is going to the underworld to visit her sister. And it's a bit complex. And this is, you know, if you look into the story later, um, you know, Inanna actually um, kind of unwittingly caused the death of, uh, you know, 300 men or something. And one of them was her sister's husband. Of, you know queen of the underworld so she's going to visit her sister to go for the funeral of the man that she had killed so this is like the convoluted relationships that we see nowadays too and you know so in some ways you can be like oh this is getting complex right and her sister's not that happy to see her you know um so she said like test test inana as she's entering the underworld like don't just let her in so so she, the gatekeeper is you know, putting up, uh, closing the gates and only opening them one at a time as Inanna proves um, ready to, to go through them. And as she takes off all of her trappings of her life. So, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of heroic journeys involve this kind of labyrinthine kind of thing where you have to go and traverse um, this kind of labyrinth. And or you know, going through the seven gates, um, the dance of the seven veils, similar thing. You're removing the veils that you've put over yourself. Um, so you might you might experience grief, depression, illness, betrayal, guilt, isolation, all of those things. And I know that I'm speaking to the choir here about all of that. So these are the tests that we go through, and can we move through that? 
And one kind of fun little exercise, if you're following along with the things that you could kind of do if you've got some time this afternoon, you could draw a labyrinth and kind of, you know, draw it out and, and kind of move through it in a, in a way that is, you know, meditative and compassionate and just imagine yourself actually moving through because grief and, and betrayal and all these things are natural parts of life. Some of us experience them more uh, in, in larger ways than others, right? But they're natural. They're not, it's not outside of life experience to, to have these things. And what's important is that we keep moving, that we don't get stuck, right? So this, this story actually speaks to that because Anana's going to get stuck or, you know, kind of an ego death in the underworld. But anyway, she's at the first gate. So when she entered the first gate from her head, the crown was removed. And she said, why, what is this? Why are you taking my crown? And she was told, quiet, Inanna. The ways of the underworld are perfect and may not be questioned. You know, and I think we can all relate to that as well as we think about, you know, moving through trials. Sometimes, you know, questioning it just isn't the thing, right? You just gotta move through it. <laughs> just gotta go for it. And at the second gate, from her neck, the small lapis beads were removed. And Inanna said, again, what is this? Like, why am I having to take this off? And she was told, quiet, Inanna, the ways of the underworld are perfect and may not be questioned. So again, she's being told, accept this, remove these veils that you've created around yourself. Um, you know, and the, these thresholds that you move across, you know, perhaps you had to go through losing your job, losing a child, losing, you know, um, the betrayal, you know, losing your, your stuff, you know, financially, all these things. What do we have to take off of ourselves, our belief systems? Maybe we have to let go of our fantasy that, you know, our family, you know, was able to be there for us in any kind of practical way. And so we remove these things one at a time as we descend. And at the third gate from her breast, the double strand of beads were removed. Again, she questioned it, and again, they were saying, be quiet, these things cannot be questioned. So you might even wanna like, you know, consider thresholds that you've had to move across, right? Maybe you had to move to a different place to get away from your abusive person. Perhaps you had to negotiate in court, you know, uh, custody for your children. Perhaps you had to do some, these were tests that you go through. Um, at the fourth gate from her chest, her breastplate that said, come, come man, come, was removed. And again, she questioned, what is this? Why are you doing this? And she was told to be quiet. The ways of the underworld are not to be questioned. So taking the time to do something for yourself, taking the time to remove, you know, belief system, taking the time to question, what is your real relationship like? What was it, what was your real relationship with other people in the past like? Your parents, your siblings? You know, really reflective on some of these inner parts of ourselves. At the fifth gate, from her arm, the gold ring was removed. Again, she questioned and again she was told to, the ways of the underworld are perfect and may not be questioned. And, um, you know, Groping in the darkness sometimes is the way we do things. There's a saying by Einstein, like, how do I work? Well, I grope around in the dark. And sometimes that's what it feels like when we get to this place of, 
you know, falling away from our normal life, but not quite sure what we're moving to next. So, um, you know, finding trust for yourself in the dark. And this could be something really, you know, fun if you have a good friend. And by good friend, I mean someone that would support you in this journey. You know, you could put a blindfold on each other and lead each other around the room and just, you know, build some trust in your instincts, your instinctual self, um, your ability to keep your balance and know where you are in the dark. And it can be a quite a profound experience if you're with someone you trust and love. So if you have someone in your life that's able to do that with you, that can be fun. At the sixth gate from her body, her royal robe was removed. So she stands naked, you know, and the clothes that we wear in life um, sometimes reflect, right, our status, um, the way we want to present ourselves to the world. Um, sometimes they're, you know, covering up really our inner self. So removing our clothes, standing naked before the underworld, the gates of the underworld. And when she entered the seventh gate from her hand, the lapis measuring rod and line was removed. Inanna asked, what is this? And she was told, the ways of the underworld cannot be questioned. So naked and bowed low, Inanna started toward the throne and the judges of the underworld passed judgment on her. So she was, uh, you know, took all her trappings off and, and came, to the, uh, came to the throne of her sister, the queen of the underworld. And, you know, this is where we have to let go of how we want things to be when we are bowed low we have you know we get to that lowest place um so in the midst of your journey in spite of all your effort um you know how do you want to show up and you know just really you know grovel at your own altar and i mean grovel in the best way like really look at who you are without any anyone else's idea of who you are who are you when you take all that stuff off you're not in your house you don't you're not a mom you've taken your clothes off you're not you don't have status you don't have color you don't have race you don't have sexuality gender all of that take it all away and who are you underneath so these are the ways that we slowly peel away what society or culture or family or beliefs have uh, you know or abusive people have have put onto us Naked and bowed low, Inanna entered the throne room. Arishkagal rose from her throne. Inanna started toward the throne. Then Arishkagal fastened on Inanna the eye of death. She spoke against her the word of wrath. She uttered against her the cry of guilt, and she struck her. So it takes faith, doubt, brutal honesty, guts, and unwavering determination to face Arishkagal. And this is sometimes what happens when we get to that really dark place. What is our, what was our place in this? What, how did we contribute to this? And not in a sense of, you know, please don't take it as a like victim shaming kind of thing. Not at all. But we do have to acknowledge with huge compassion and love, how did I end up here? And, you know, that's going to give you the key to getting out of this, you know, getting out of this alive or resurrected is knowing, you know, how did I get here? And what did I take on or, you know, um, unwittingly do um, to, to kind of deserve this? 
So who have you abandoned? What part of you have you abandoned to get acquainted with your sister? So in this case, Arish Kagal, the long lost sister who lived in the underworld and Inanna was, you know, meeting her. Inanna was turned into a corpse, a piece of rotting meat and was hung from a hook on the wall. So it's interesting, this is kind of an interesting part of the myth as a kind of acceptance that we have to let certain parts of ourselves die in order to be resurrected. So questions that like, how did I get here? What patterns of thinking and being in relationship with others and my world got me here? And being really brutally honest about that. And who am I? Those are key to start looking at as we start building ourselves back up. And she does, don't worry, <laughs> get out of the underworld. She doesn't remain dead. So this is important as well as a myth. So Father Enki said, what has happened? What has my daughter done? I am troubled, troubled, I'm grieved. So this is Inanna's father. And often I work with women in my programs about reparenting themselves. So, you know, how does your father, part of yourself, come in and offer protection, offer um, support, those types of qualities that we expect from a father? So how are we going to call on our allies at this point too? Because now we are hung on a meat hook and, you know, perhaps dead. So how do we, you know, who do we call on? What are the inner and outer allies that we call on to get out of here? So from under his fingernails, Father Enki brought forth dirt and he fashioned the dirt into these, um, you know, non-gendered beings, a couple of non-gendered beings that he sent into the underworld to um, to rescue Inanna and Arishkigal was giving birth to the child of her husband that Inanna had killed so it's all very convoluted and interesting so these two beings go down and offer themselves as slaves to Arishkigal as she's in labor and she's very pleased about that and so they they serve her they serve her food they rub her back they do all the things and then she says, well, how can I repay you? And they say, well, we don't want anything except the, the body that you have hung over there. We want that. So Arishkagog gives the body of Inanna to these two beings and they, um, you know, are going to take her away. But then Inanna was about to ascend from the underworld when the judges of the underworld seized her. And they said, no one ascends from the underworld unmarked. If Inanna wishes to return, she must provide something in her place. So this is kind of a common theme, you know, um, Persephone, the story of Persephone who marries the king of the underworld and, you know, is, is a common theme in some of these old myths. Explains the seasons, right? Going into winter and everything dies and coming back to spring. So sometimes we have to, you know, offer something in, in as a sacrifice to return in a different way. And, and so it's interesting. Um, we have to actually muster up a willingness to return, a courage. You know, it's one thing to face all of your darkness. Now we actually turn and have to face our light. And you know, this is one of the things that is most amazing when I work with women is that this is sometimes harder than going to the dark. You know, sometimes we're pretty good at facing the things that are, you know, we're, are not perfect about ourselves. But when we have to turn and look at, but still, what, what is, who are we and what is our gold? What is our gift? What are we bringing to the world? 
that can be really hard too and we need to accept help from the allies so she you know she has to accept help from these beings that are helping and so at each of the gates she decides if she's gonna pick up what she left there you know her clothes and her beads and her crown and all that do you want to pick all these things back up or not and you want to remember um, what you learned and never forget your abandoned sister um, in the underworld so these are choices you make as you return and you know when I work with women I never say like there's an outcome that I'm expecting you to make you know you have to leave this relationship or you don't or you have to do this or that there is no there is no judgment that way but there's a, a, a choice now as you've met your darkest self your inner self and as you come back you choose to pick up these things if you want them so it's now a choice and if you make a choice well now you're empowered in owning who you are and if who you are is someone who is you know wants to stay in a in a in an abusive relationship but you're staying consciously because that's your mission then you know that really is your choice and if you're choosing to leave or you're choosing to figure out some way to work with your kids so that you can co-parent or whatever the, the challenge is, that is something for that only you can decide what you're going to pick up as you move back. And, you know, each when you pick something up uh, consciously, you let go of the frustration and the anger and the guilt about it, you know. You don't have to pick up, you know, I still... So the odd time uh, if my kids need me to contact their dad I will and I I have no charge around that now because I've chosen to let that go and now if I need to reach out and say hey you know so you know one of my kids needs this and this or they they wanted to tell you this and they weren't sure how to say it whatever that is then I can do that with empowerment and I don't feel caught in the same way that I used to when I you know was with him so there's some real power in returning and you know at the end of the story um, she comes back and she's found that you know all of her servants were mourning her and you know all of that and so that was great when she saw her husband the one at the beginning her honey man he was all dressed in his finery on her throne enjoying her not being there so she actually sent him to the underworld and I think his sister, her sister, somebody else stepped in and did half and half with him. So he went for half the year and this other woman went for half the year in, in place of Inanna, who actually got out of the underworld, which is a feat, you know, that we, that we have to be really proud of when we get that. And so, you know, it was it's always interesting when we do these transformational um, journeys, who is actually there at the end can be very different than who we thought sometimes our best friends you know kind of don't want to talk to us anymore because we've changed and you know i i had a young client recently she's in her 20s and she lost her mother to cancer sadly and you know she's got a, a boyfriend that you know was quite nice I and mean, he wasn't abusive or anything he's very nice he's but he doesn't understand that she's been through a descent She's been through this journey to the underworld in nursing her mother, you know, through palliative care into death. And, you know, she was like, I don't know if I can be with him now because he just doesn't, he doesn't get it. He doesn't know, like, he doesn't know me. He doesn't know my experience. He can't relate. 
and so it'll be interesting you know i don't know what the outcome of that is but it's interesting to find out you know we tend to start noticing who are those people that that can resonate with that deep journey that we've taken and our friends and our allies and people that we're with tend to be those people that have been courageous enough to face their journeys so i thought this was a relevant story for today being um october 31st and uh, halloween or in our case celtic new year's eve and i hope you enjoyed kind of going through the story with me there's plenty of versions online if you want to actually look it up there's plenty of interpretations as well um you know i think there's so much in there we could de you could definitely spend many years probably um, looking at stories like these but hope you enjoyed that and it gave you some pause for thought what is your journey and if you are interested in reaching out i do offer breakthrough calls they're free um, i spend an hour with you going through you know what your journey is or what your proposed journey or what your fear about your journey is we'll talk about it we'll get really clear about it and we'll you know if it's not the right time it's not the right time i've actually turned away women who are still caught up in the court and caught up in the whole drama of trying to figure out how to leave you know that's sometimes not the right time to do this work this work is inner work this work you need to have at least a little bit of space in your life to be able to do this so you know but if you want to book a call with me and talk it over it's you know complimentary like i said and i'm just happy to um you know help you to uncover what your inner journey might look like and if you you know are interested in support we might talk about what might be the best way to support you in that journey so you can reach me at www.ailsakepi a-i-l-s-a-k-e-p-p-i-e dot com forward slash apply a-p-p-l-y that'll take you directly to my calendar you can book a call and happy to talk with you you know no strings attached if you if after an hour you've gotten great clarity and you're like you know what that this has been awesome and you just want to be in my facebook group which is a great place to just hang out um or you just want to follow along my, my blogs or you just want to you know hang out in the background somewhere um you know where i am and you know i've had women come back a year or two later and you know do do some work with me when they feel ready so that's always a possibility there's no coercion um you know i'm not in it to uh you know take take time or money or make you know it's it's a complete for you to have your journey and of course there's an investment in in working with me because partly because i need to make a living and and be able to support you and have time but partly because it's it's um an investment that you make in yourself that that kind of allows you to commit because this is not easy this is not easy work um i know myself you know when i put down when i you know had skin in the game I could actually dig in deeper than just kind of doing a free course online or something like that. So it's something to consider and it's not for everyone. And if you want to book a call with me, you know where to do that. I'll put it in the comments and it's been lovely to spend some time with you today. And I hope you enjoyed the, um, the poem, Inanna's Descent.